Week 10 of LOI Weekly is here. Uh, we've got as far as week 10, which is an achievement in itself, I think. And we're still on SoundCloud and iTunes in association with Air Sports and Independent.ie. And a slightly equine theme to the start of proceedings today because we were all either at Punchstown or betting on Punchstown yesterday. Including a would-be hungover Daniel McDonald, but you're not bad at all, Daniel. No, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my horses that I've backed are probably in worse shape today. Yeah, than, uh, than I am. They were um, like that yesterday as well. Were tough they? day. Yeah, it's tough, oh, day. tough day. I was. I was. I mean, I, I shouldn't really shamelessly mention, but I'm, I mean, I was a guest at Boyle Sports, and it was very kind. But there's sort of a League of Ireland team to uh, the day because Tom Collin was there. Um, Cork City fans. Cork City fans now turning off the show <laughs> or sort of waking up in some kind of a cold sweat. Uh, yeah, Tom Collin, uh, sort did, of a. Did you recognise him? Yeah, a sort of. At first, it was a double take, and one of the lads said, "Have you seen Tom Collins over there?" And um, I have to say, now I wasn't. I wasn't speaking to him. Uh, any interactions I had with Tom Collin were generally outside the High Court after uh, some some case or, or other um, around that time. I think later on in the day. Um, one of the lads started doing oh, like a sweep, you know, a five euro ahead. When do you think Cork will stop their winning run? And I, I think he went over to ask Cork, uh, Colin, for his view. I'm not sure how the discussion went, but um, yeah, all there the all, all the greats. We're all going to greats. be joined by the new Sligo Rovers Botcher, Little in due course, and Johnny McDonald is with us in studio. Johnny, how did points go for you on day one? Yeah, a couple of small little bets. I uh, followed Jessica Harrington. I had a 12 to 1 second each way. So, yeah. That's not too I bad. Pinchy was toured as well. Yeah. What about you, Johnny, actually? Why are you, why are you asking us? I mean, you're the man that does this for a living. Like, this is, your, <laughs> this is a big week for you. I mean, how, how, did, how did it go yesterday, Johnny? Tuesday, I should say, for people who are maybe picking this up later in the week. Johnny McDonald, how are things anyway? <laughs> Come on, Johnny, give us no, the answer. No, it was a bad day. Jeez, it was a bad day. You look, yeah, you actually look in worse shape than me. I, I don't think you even had a drink. I didn't have a drink, no. <laughs> that was through work and uh, gambling loss. You have really that yesterday. sort of pal of someone who's yeah. slightly troubled. See, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're in these uh, racing festivals and you get a battering on day one, it really hits you for the rest of Not the week. Not your confidence, yeah, it Johnny. It yeah. does. You uh, look very celebrious today. Is it Ladies' Day out there today? <laughs> no, uh, as I said, that's tomorrow. But um, you yeah, might, he's going to be such a rush that Johnny McDonald could be giving me a lift to Punchtown after the show. Now, of course, uh, d- you, you might recall I met Johnny uh, on RT Radio before, and he goes, come on, I'll give you a lift home after. And then I saw him walking towards his cab. And then he charged you. I will tell you. I got a pre-booked taxi afterwards. I have to say, I was walking out, I must say, I was walking out home uh, around sort of Francis Street at one time, uh, a year or so back, and I heard this shout out the window from a taxi, and it was like... Uh, it was, this, it was Johnny Mack, I'd say, he dropped me into town. Oh, free of charge. Free of charge, yeah. Free of charge, he yeah, yeah, um, charge. You, you came up to me around three weeks later looking for a tenner, but at the time, <laughs> it, at the time it appeared to be free, so it was good. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess uh, we should get to what happened last week and what happened the other night between Sligo and Derry. Uh, the Cork City bandwagon goes on, Johnny, close to here. Were you in Inchicore? I was on Friday. Uh, 3-0 victory, but... That's were probably unlucky to be 3 0. It wasn't a 3 0 no, game, not. was it? I think John Caulfield was very honest in his assessment after the game. He said, you know, that Pats had most of the first half and uh, it was one of their best victories. You know, they'd lost Bennett through injury as well. Yeah. But um, this time last year, they might have drew that match. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference I, I see in Cork this year that they're going on and they're winning the games that they probably would have drawn last year. But clinical. You know, clinical, took their goals. Shepherd's goal was a great finish. People said the keeper should have saved him, but um, he's, he's, he's in fantastic form. I think with all the focus on Maguire, I think Shepard's just playing freely and there's no pressure on him. A lot of people have made that point and he's getting a lot of goals. And obviously, Dan, we have a bit of news uh, about Maguire in the last sort of day or so that there may be a clause which... Uh, may relate to why those pressing guys were actually there. Yeah, no, you know, Neil Averden had a piece in the Sun today just about the, the clause in his contract, which would appear to be a 150k release clause if someone's willing to pay it in the summer. I mean, we'd previously spoken about Maguire and thinking, well, there's no incentive for Cork to sell. Um, but I suppose there was always the element of a, of a clause in the contract taking things. And, you know, it, it's, a t- it's a tough one because... Um, you know, there was a real sense of a boost that Maguire stayed. I think there was a view that he 
I don't know. Like people run the fence. I, I've spoke to plenty of people who expected him to leave last winter, and I think he had offers, and and he chose to stay. But I, I guess the players have the power in that position. I mean, I'm sure Johnny's been been through this. That you know, if you have a promising young player now, as we've spoken before, they're not going to sign for longer than a year. And I guess if you're getting them to stay for the extra year you can understand their representatives maybe trying to put some kind of clause like that in because um, there was interest in them last summer and it, it may well be that if you know clubs want to do their business naturally in England before the start of the season and okay 150k it's not what they're going to get if they win the league you know in yeah. terms of you throwing just the European money but just but to ask you Dan what, what, what would you value him as in, in if there were some in real so, terms if there was some sort of two or three club bidding war so that there might be an element of the best offer is going to you know, take him away here. What would you think he might go for? Because it's a hard one to call. Traditionally, obviously, League of Ireland players haven't gone well, for much at uh, all. How much did Keith Franti go for? You were, you were past the time, isn't it? I think in the end it was near, in total, near four or five. Yeah, yeah, I think it, there was a couple the of clauses. Yeah, there was a couple of fees around the time got to that ballpark. But it's Bennett, Roy O'Donovan. I think he... Just to answer, the, I think, Dan, know if we can help you answer that question. Like, you know... It's difficult because if, if Sean McGuire was playing for Stevenage or one of them teams, the fee would be 200,000 at least, minimum, yeah. maybe 300,000. I just think they come in here and they can, they can say, look, you have a chance to get a few bob here. The players have a chance to go away. Will there be sell-on clauses? You know, so it's another 2 or 3 or 4 or 5% down the line. Well, jo Johnny, during, during Cheltenham, uh, I got a chance to go to a Coventry City game and they've just gotten relegated to League 2. And one of their younger players, I think he's like 19, they turned down 1.5 million sterling for him this year from, I can't remember the club actually, but uh, I watched him and he was obviously a decent player, but that's the fourth tier now he's going to be playing in in England. Presumably well, that's leave. the point they're making. They, yeah. they, they, don't, they look at the league here as... Is it changing though? No, because they're only offered 150,000. That's, that's a clause. Though, like, yeah. If you could get they're two or three it, clubs... It only changes, Johnny, if, the, if the, like, the player's fee is ultimately going to be determined in some ways by the length of their contract. You know, okay, and that's yeah. where the clubs have to be brave, yeah. Dan. They've got to say, well, if I want to sign Sean McGuire, we're putting them on a four-year contract. Then clubs have, have to be brave. In, in Ireland, Johnny? Yeah, in Ireland, yeah. So that would have been when he joined from Dundalk because obviously they wouldn't have had that opportunity last, last uh, winter because he would never have signed it. But is it that they have to take more of a punt on these players and say, because well, four-year contracts in Ireland don't exist? No, but, but I'm saying, but if the club want to protect themselves, that's what they have to do. You know, financially, are they viable to do that? Will they have the money to do that? The player's going to say, no. You look at Horgan and Boyle going gonna away get for the free. Advice. The players are going to get the Why would you go? Yeah. Why would you sign it? Because Horgan has gone for free. Dundalk didn't get a penny. Boyle's gone for free. They didn't get a penny. That's the other side of it. Yeah, but they, they were also key to their European campaign, which brought them in about six million. So there's that way of looking at it. And also, is there a, is there a chance Maguire might stay until the end of the season because he like I want to play in Europe and I want to? Uh, is there a rush to go in the summer? Well, I think it's the question of uh, depending on like what your club is saying to you. Like if Simon Grayson say who was at the game last week says to Maguire, yeah, you're a big player. You know, I I, I want to bring you to the club, but I mean, I want you in in the summer. You know, I want you in the championship from August to start of the season because you know if we wait till the end of the season, we might look at somewhere else in the summer. You know, it depends what 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 the voices in his ear, or what people are saying to them. You you would like to think from a Cork perspective and their ideal world that some club will say, yeah, we'll do a pre-contract with you, we'll sign it, you can have them for the end of the season, but then you don't get your 150k, and let's just say things go wrong and they don't win the league. You know, you, but but you mentioned Europe. Like I, I do wonder. I don't know. Like you know, the Europa League starts start of July. Um, certainly, if I was Cork, I'd be I'd be saying um, if he's going to go, we'll wait till August at least, you know, because he, I mean, their, their run last year was worth what four hundred grand to them, wasn't it? Six hundred grand. And uh, then if, yeah. if if they sell him on, then that works. Then out you've over got half your a yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if you keep him for those first couple of rounds, I think that would be vital because then potentially you're talking about another two hundred plus your one fifty, and then you're getting somewhere towards. I mean, that could that kind of funding. I mean, what do they do if Maguire goes? Let's he, just play. He's the been there before. Like he's at West Ham, so he knows the scene over there. He wants to go and play down as well. Look at Richie Towle. He's gone to, yeah. to, to Brighton. He's he picked off, the wrong club. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got his injury, and he's gone off the map. So, you know, well, 
Will he get a move over there? Will, will somebody take a chance on reaching out? Because he hasn't played. I think, yeah. Surely, yeah. surely the 150 grand really doesn't matter at all, though. I mean, if you looked at their game... Do you want to tell the chairman of Cardiff? Well, if, you look you know, at the, if you look at their game receipts... But they have to take it. They don't have a choice here. Yeah, but... This is the problem. Yeah, you know, I, know, I know. But, like, it, there must be a chance they're going to get more than that. Because like, if, if other clubs are aware that Maguire could be snapped but they, they up They have here. to match the clause. Yeah. They've been, like... Once the clause is matched, it becomes the competition then is wages to Maguire between the clubs. I mean, the club's not going to come in and say, well, give us 200 to sell to us. Once the 150 is matched, then it's matched. Mm. You, can't, you, know, you don't have the option to. But the player also has the option. The player say, has a choice. Absolutely. He said, well, I'm not going there. Uh, yeah. Even if you're getting three, you know, 300,000, I'm not going. I don't have to the go. The player could get that. The player could, I mean, okay, let's just take this. The play, it may not be in the player's interest for a couple of reasons because he could wait till the end of the year, go on a free, free. and all of a sudden. He could get that kind of fee, you know, as a signing on. It's, sure. it's not crazy. It was wages, like, yeah. Daniel. Yeah, what yeah. would you do, Dan, in his situation? It's, it's a tough one, like because he, I, I think if he has the... Con- I, I would find it strange if he left midway through the season. Uh, and I guess if he has the confidence in himself that he can get the move... Uh, like, uh, I, he, could he sign a pre-contract with someone? Yeah, p- potentially, yeah. yeah. Potentially he could. But what, could what would you do, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What would you, <laughs> you know, he's a young man. You know, he's got, a, he's got his career ahead of him. Um, like Cork City could be where Sligo Rovers are in St. Pat's in three years' time. You, yeah. In this league, you don't know. You, and, and I don't mean that in any bad way against Cork. But the industry here, it doesn't mean you know that everything will be all right. Oh, I think he's going to go. I think it's inevitable. He's he's it's just a matter of when, when, he, yeah. when he goes. But I think that's... Would you leave midway through the season if you just think, listen, this offer may not come around again? I think that it might be in his head. He could break into the Ireland squad in the autumn. But, but realistically, you would probably have to leave but to do that, you know? Generally, that's what happens, Dan, that when you go and you sign for Preston, as the two lads did, within three weeks, you, you become this sort of unbelievably Magic better play, player. Say, yeah, yeah I think it's slightly changing, though, as well, like because they're going to more games, and they brought up the two guys, obviously, before they left and Dock, Albies, you know, in a... In a, in a larger panel for friendly games. But uh, also, he might want to play in Europe. You know, he just might want to have a go at Europe. I think this Cork squad really wants to have a go at Europe. And if, if he moves, he's not going to move to a Premier League. Well, here, so what, do they, what do they do without him? Let's just play hypothetical. Will they win the league let's, without Let's say he goes. What do you, like, what, they would have to bring someone in, surely. I, I don't think as much as Shepard has done well. But who can they get? Who, who's, who's going to be playing? I don't know. I think, I mean, well, they've, they've, they've played the loan market in terms of getting Delaney from Burton and even Owen O'Connell last year. Well, if he year. goes as well, I wonder if can Burton he get has, someone. If Burton wants him back in, in, in. Which they may well. Yeah, they yeah. could, you know, we might want them back for Would they play Shepard in a more central position? And then have Dooley. Oh, they have Campion as well. Yeah. I, I don't think he's good enough. I don't uh, yeah. mean. I really don't think he's. he's but is, is is the whole hope of Dundalk resting on Sean Maguire going in terms of Dundalk possibly winning the league? It's an interesting element that into it. Like, it is an interesting element that into. It. How are they going to drop all I the think, points? I think Maguire and and the other thing, which oddly enough would be a European run for Cork, would probably give them a bit of fixture congestion and mm. and and complicate things. But I mean, it's 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 a it's a tough one for for Cork. I think they would have to look and. Bring in some player from somewhere, but I mean, you will have players released from clubs in England now at the end of the season, you know, in May, okay. June. Just the problem is just for league clubs, and I'm sure you've encountered this like when your season ends in October. So you're, you're coming in and saying to someone, we'll sign you till the end of the season until October 30th or whatever, and then you're, 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 you're out of pocket, you know. Whereas in England, you'll get an option to bring you through. Or also, the, next, the player might have moved you know. prior, and then he could be in the three. Team rule, and then he can't see, yeah. So, there is logistics and administration complications there. But if he goes, who will they sign? You know, who who they who can they take on board? Are Cork good enough to do a Dundalk? It's gonna be difficult, Johnny. That is gonna be really, really difficult. Are they capable? Are Dundalk this season a better side than Dundalk? Sorry, are Cork at the moment a better side than Dundalk were last season? Let's talk about the squad and the panel because I look at Dundalk and I think they have a better squad than than Cork have a good squad, though. They have, but I, I think even. Last year, Dundalk would have had, they were equipped better to go into Europe. I, I think John would need a few more players. See, I'm not even sure about that, though, because, I mean, when Dundalk played Legia, they had nobody to bring off the bench. They had uh, only one striker. Yeah, well, that's one striker. Gone at the time. No, but they it, didn't have enough players. No, it's though. true. And I think this year, actually, Dundalk have a greater squad depth than they had last year. Just to mention about Cork, though, the problem is the best route for a league club really to do well in Europe is tr- from the Champions League yeah. starter base. Like Cork have to go through four rounds Pre- yeah. of games to Pre- get there. They're not going to be seeded, you know, they did. They did do well last year, but just the draw is weighted against you from the position that they're in. Whereas if you're in this Champions League round, you can actually you can skip around in the Europa League effectively, and and you get the parachute into it. And 
that probably is the best route. And it's all about the draw, Dan, as well. Like you could just they could get a bit of a draw very, in the first game. with the draw, and yeah. you're gone, and you, you you get your 120 grand, and that's it, and you're yeah. out. And last last week we had Gary McCabe on, and he was talking about uh, Europe being Brave's main Leading ambition. Leading goal scorer in the league, Gary. Yeah, and there, eleven it? goals. Yeah, it's, it's many pennos, Dan. God, he's got a couple. Yeah, he's got a couple, but um, left, right, centers. He's he sticks them away. Free kicks. It's amazing though what a what a what a move can do for a player sometimes, though, isn't he it? Didn't he didn't look happy at Shamrock Rovers. I watched him, and he looked grumpy on the pitch. Was obviously to be moaning. He's playing now. He, there was an element of that, wasn't there? Oh, absolutely. Just, I, I watched him. Yeah, he was being trouble with the refs and yellow cards, and he didn't look happy but whether he was playing in the right just position. Just on that, on that trouble with the ref and and getting cards, you know, Rovers in discipline this season has been an issue, and it was it was scandalous what happened in Bray, particularly with O'Connor, but even even the goalkeeper can. Ju- who's who I struggle to pronounce. Do you uh, think O'Connor shouldn't have been sent off, Johnny? O'Connor's tackle was was just. I thought it was epitomised how stupid Rovers are at this season. Inexperience, young, inexperience, yeah. and just like he maybe O'Con- O'Connor may have discipline issues. Yeah. Full stop. But I this, think he might, yeah. this is twice the keeper has made massive uh, screw ups in he terms made of Sean McGuire. Yeah, back. it was yeah. almost the same thing, except this time he got the ball inside the box, and then he had a go at Brennan. What, like, what did you make? That? Obviously, you spoke about it on Soccer Republic, Dan. Was it? It was. It was a dubious decision, maybe by Butomer, but it was still stupidity on the part of the goalkeeper. Yeah, it's what rash. was he thinking? Twice he had a go at the trash. I, I still don't. For me, it's still not a penalty, you mm. know. But um, why get into this situation? Uh, yeah, you're, you're giving he, the referee. You're giving the referee an option to make a decision. If he raised his hand or he kicked him, why didn't he get the red card in as well? You yeah. know, if that was the decision by the ref. I'm sure there is this rashness about Rovers, though, as you mentioned, like even this sort of exuberance that they can't channel. Even Graham Burke a couple of times, like even Open like the first the, game when yeah, the dog he scores, gets himself sent off. Even Andrade, he, got, you know, he was involved in the goal, and then he's defending back, scores an own goal. <laughs> like there's, there's, it's just at key points in games they seem to be making bad decisions. You is, know, and is, that's it, is it because of the lack of experience within the team, within the even within the. Playing staff, the staff on the you well, know how, how that's much, very, how very much has Ronan Finn done? He was brought in as captain. He, he hasn't. He's, he's he's drifted in and out of games this season. He hasn't been as going back to the old Ronan. He's Finn playing very deep. Yeah. I, that was I, the I like him when he's getting week. forward, yeah. and getting in behind defences, when he's getting him beyond the front man. He, he's just fantastic. His timing of his runs is fantastic. I, I, I watched him against Ligo a couple of weeks ago, and you know. Uh, Highlight where the three midfielders were flat. There was big gaps between there yeah. and Shaw, and the, you know it was just unbalanced. He's trying to play that role of trying to be the playmaker. You know, I, I find him higher, when he's higher up the pitch, he, he's more. I think they've been. Like, I mean, like Corey's been unlucky with injury, and I think if Corey he's been would, injured for a few years. Yeah. But Dan, I thought that was a strange signing. Yeah, because well, many of their midfield signings were strange. Yeah. I mean, Conley was a strange one. Even Lopez was a strange one. Corey has a terrible injury record. Hasn't played Finn, Lopez is a centre half, if you ask me. I would play him centre half. He's a centre half. You know, he's not the biggest, tallest centre half. They're not good at the back rovers at all. The two centre halves have, have been very, very shaky this season. Mm. Very shaky. But and they're trying to play out in the back, Johnny. And uh, you know, There's not enough cohesion between the midfield and the defence to actually kind of control the game because a lot of them are sitting back. They're not really supporting the strike well, force. Lopez sitting in front of the two centre halves. Yeah, but I think, I mean, uh, like, you know, I think it seems like Corey might be back. This week, fingers crossed, and he oh, has. Uh, hopefully, he is. if he is, because that could free up Finn maybe a bit yeah. to push on. Because Curry's Dan, I think there were booze you know? from the Rovers fans at the end of the game, which may be the first time this season because there's always been a lot of talk about the kind of expectation, but how it's been managed and so forth. But how far are we getting into Rovers being in some sort of trouble now because they've lost what six games uh, out six, of ten? Yeah, six out of ten. It's just a, it's a dreadful stat, you know, just to be. You speak about sort of Cork uh, winning games they might have drawn. I mean, Rovers just seem to lose games that they could draw even. You know, they seem to have this, you know, they just haven't finished. And it's hard to know. Like I, 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 was doing, I was at a gig this morning with Robbie Keane, who's obviously training with, uh, with Rovers every day. And, okay, he's always going to say nice things, I guess. But he was very positive about what they're trying to do and his argument would be you know people always say you never give young managers a chance and then when you give the young manager a chance uh you know they lose a couple of games it becomes a crisis and you're saying do you need to do you need to change things i think they've made a decision from going the way they have with but you know a leap of faith to, to to go with bradley they have to stick with it i think they have to give him that time because they surely there's an inherent gamble in what they did so you, you know you I can't agree. expect you can't expect it to click straight away. They're not going to win the league, Dan. They, f- they finished 22 points behind Dundalk last year. They're already 18 points yeah. behind Cork after 10 games. They're not going to win the league. Yeah, there is merit to say 
we'll leave him there, we'll finish mid-table, we'll spill. But they have to qualify for Europe. But that's all right, you'll say, absolutely, down. But that's yeah. all right, the fans don't accept that as Shamrock Rovers. We should mention Neither as well. There was they don't, they don't, yeah. Johnny. And for me, again, I go back to the staff that are there. They're all good, young coaches. Do they have the experience to say, yeah, when there's a game going on, can they manage the game from the bench? Is there enough on the yeah. bench to say? And they are young, good coaches. Yeah. You know, where, Do they deserve the time? Teams? This is, for me, the league now is in a, a bit of panic. There's two managers gone already. Right? Yeah. I'll answer your question now, Johnny. There's two managers gone already. By this weekend, there could be another two managers gone. And it could be Stephen Bradley. And it could be Liam Buckley. At, at ah, no, Johnny. It could be. No, no, no. It's not gonna, that's not going to happen. But it could be, I'm saying. And that'd be a third of the managers gone. There's no chance of Buckley being, no chance. Surely. There's no chance of them being relegated. They're second from bottom of the league. They've nine points. I, I, I think Buckley's I'm not sure about the time frame in that, but yeah. I, think, yeah. I think across the season, I do think managers are going to go. I, I think but the thing there is panic that, that but there's three teams going down. Is, is Bradley possible to go in the next month? I wouldn't have thought so. I'd be shocked. I, I, I'd be shocked. I mean, if, if they do that, like what if what are like Rovers is turning into a bit of basket a basket case, you know, because they didn't, you know, with Crawley and even with Fenlin. Okay, they, they, you know, Kenny, of course. I mean, you're talking about an 18 month average. I mean, Kenny was way below that, but I mean, Crawley and and sort of Nutsy were sort of in that mm. time frame. I, I'd be shocked. But the one thing, I mean, I, I think Europe becomes very important. I mean, there has been investment in the club there, not just in terms of the academy, but generally. Um, if they're if they're coming towards a position in August, then it looks like they're not going to qualify for Europe, and they've got knocked out. Say after one round, Daniel, they're not going to qualify a now. No, well, I mean, not. the cup is becoming big for them. You know, the, with the gap the top three have, yeah, the, but the cup and Europe is becoming. With, 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 with all due respect, like as you as you've mentioned, Dan, they were very good against Cork. They played quite well against Sundalk, and you know, I, I think talent wise in the team, they're they're still definitely capable of getting to Europe. But Johnny. Ray Wanderers are miles ahead of them at the moment, and Dylan Connolly's goal in front of two thousand three hundred thereabouts. Everything that Bray have been good of, you know, good about the season. Rovers defending of it wasn't good, obviously, but the movement for Connolly's goal—it was a cracking goal fantastic, and a great win. Fantastic, Bray for me. This they signed season season pros, the players who know their jobs, who know how to manage the game. Connolly's fantastic. His what do you think of him? I, well, I had, I had him at Shelburne. Yeah. I took him into Shelburne. And we got him away to Ipswich. You took him into Shelburne? Yeah. I from where? He was at the Shelburne uh, youth uh, schoolboy team. So we brought him through into the Shelburne. Was he as quick then? Kind of. He, he's, he's physically stronger now as well. He went to Ipswich for a year and a half. And uh, he probably could, should have stayed over there. But his pace is fantastic. But w what he has added to his game, he, he's a great finisher. But what he's also added to his game is his defensive side. Right. And we talk about uh, the Rovers lad, O'Connor, being sent off on the... It was Connolly actually who was back there defending. It was Connolly who he failed. And Connolly who was mouthing at him. Oh, yeah, he'd be... He be Is uh, he mouthy? He'd be confident, let's put yeah. it like that. Oh, he's, he's confident, confident. yeah. He's, he's confident, he's, lad. Yeah. And, uh, but for me, and, I, and I've said this from early on in the season, you know, with, with Bray, free scoring, absolutely free scoring. But, you know, they've, they, they're conceding too many goals. They've conceded 17 goals. Yeah, they're not, they're not conceding as many the last few games, in fairness. And... It, they conceded one in Dundalk. They didn't against yeah. Galway United. They didn't concede a single chance. But they're really. scoring free. If they can yeah. just keep a couple of. I just like the shape of the brace side. I just think they're. But they've actually changed things around though since yeah. the season started, and um, they've they've switched things a bit with um, uh, Keith Buckley's gone to right back now. They've got Salmon in the middle. They've got uh, Green has moved centrally. Antoine Flood's not been playing, and I think Derek Forrest has come in a bit. Come Jason Marks has come in as for Lynch and. They they have options in their squad. Like they've, they've marked Salmon in there and, and John Sullivan who doing their jobs in midfield. Honest, good pros in there. And uh, you know, don't do anything fantastic, but they give you seven, eight out of ten every week. We should mention as well the other scores. Obviously, Sligo uh, Derry was one all. Uh, obviously, on Tuesday night, stopped the rot a bit. Derry. The two draws now. Yeah, Derry. Yeah, Derry Limerick and McNamee yeah. coming back as well. I think he got a yeah, great goal. He did. Uh, Dundalk against Bowes. Very briefly, lads. You know, Bowes just didn't seem to have anything up front and uh, didn't probably didn't play that badly, but Dundalk just had too much for them. Yeah, I mean, again, just going off the highlights, I thought Dundalk looked pretty good. You know, they looked, uh, you know, they were fizzing the ball around a bit and Duffy seemed to be operating off the right a bit and they seemed like they have, you know, again, they have actually the versatility. Yeah. yeah, they got McGrath has been involved a bit and Kinsley come off the bench. They have a good squad. Like, I mean, I actually don't think Dundalk have been dreadfully bad this year. It's just a Cork Does it look very, like Sean Hoare is going to start... Uh, 
Horace come in. Yeah, I think they've got decisions when... I mean, Horace seems to have played his way in. Vemelin has done well as well with Gannon being out. Um, and Benson now seems to be on the way back. I think when everyone's fit, I'm not sure if Stephen knows his, his best team yeah. necessarily. But maybe maybe he doesn't want to have one as Connor such. Connor Clifford is yeah. in around the midfield as well. They have options. Yeah. Limerick won Galway one unbelievable goal from uh, Alan Cawley late in that game. David Cawley. Alan Cawley. You're obsessed with Alan, Alan Cawley. Cawley. I, I was on and off air. On, on and off. The <laughs> do, you, do you know how many times in a given week Johnny would mention Alan Cawley? I, it's, it's, I, don't, I actually don't. The over-under is like one a day, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I apologise to David Cawley. Uh, it was a fantastic strike, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, it was we were right behind the goal and you could just, um, just the technique of it. Before we move on, you know, you're on about kind of circuses, Dan, at Lone Town. Um, I mean, this is real hashtag Grace League, and they are uh, Grace League in the world stuff where they announced uh, that they're getting rid of their manager and calling the wrong name in the press statement. Yeah. This is from the same storyline of um, at Lone Town have, according to Lee Keep on their own website, yeah. signed three players. <laughs> such yeah. such. Uh, it's very sad, um, but I, obviously I hope Colin Fortune maybe might come back in there and stabilise things. But what do you make of it? Uh, I, don't, uh, like, I don't know what we can say. Are you in the run for the job, Johnny? I wouldn't run that long. <laughs> you wouldn't in current shape, anyway. Um, Thanks, Johnny. You'd have the horses you're back and they wouldn't run nowhere. You'd have to meet a run anyway. If you um, it's, it's, I, I don't know. They did I, win I, at I the think, weekend, obviously, I think, as well. you know, sometimes we're talking about Athlone and we sort of, we make the odd crack about it and it, there is an element of... The great history, part. Dan. Yeah, and I think absolutely. For, the, for the people who care yeah. about the club, it must be absolutely demoralising what's going Facilities on. Facilities are good. Yeah. You know, you know. yeah. Oh, they, they have and, and they're, they are not so much to sleep and join, but they would get people behind them if they had... And there, there are local players to go after. They don't need to, um, you well, know. The year Roddy was there, I mean, for all Roddy's sort of, you know, Roddy has his, has his flaws, but he did actually manage to do a half-decent job there, their promotion year, and the public did seem to come out. I think most of the clubs in the country with a bit of success are like that. Waterford this year now, like I think we touched on that last week, I mean, Waterford were doing campaigns to save the club last year and no one was going. Yet this year, they're getting a couple of thousand people going to their home matches. That potential is there at all the old football towns if the club's been run, run well. But at the moment, that loan but they it don't doesn't, have to doesn't appear to be. Dan yeah. against a, like a brilliant Horland team or rugby team. Or no. Gaelic. Like, there's no real competition there against them in, in the Midlands. I, 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 I can't get into it, but the rumours I'm hearing about at Lone are just so bizarre. Yeah, you it's just not even worth yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can't, um, you can't go there. In fact, yeah. yeah uh, before we came on, we asked Johnny MacDonald to come up with his best League of Ireland 11 and actually doing the... Uh, We're obsessed with 11s, basically. We, we are. did the best 11 a couple of weeks back. You that know. was good fun, Johnny. We had to pick one player from each team, but only one from the present League of Ireland teams. And Dan came up with Kenny Brown at Watford, which was clever because we, we tend to come completely forget about the first vision unless you're actually sporting every week. But uh, I was doing, um, just to bring in Johnny McDonald, and I was doing a, an interview with Ricky O'Flaherty, who was a Pats and Go United star from back in the day. And he was talking about you, and he said, uh, yeah, playing against Johnny McDonald, he'd spend the whole game trying to get inside your head, and if that didn't work, he'd just kick you. Was that the way you played? And are you in the it, best 11? I, didn't do, I, I couldn't put myself into the best Why not? 11. Even though I did captain the league team. Uh, so he could have. Twice I captained, yeah. Two. Who were, which games were they? Was it Celtic or was it one of those? No, we played against uh, Man United. Oh, Man yeah, United. Where Man was that, United John? In Talca Park. And then we also travelled. Pat Evelyn was the manager. We travelled away in a tournament to Wales. And I went on a fantastic trip with, uh, I was brought into the league squad by Jim McLaughlin at 22, and we went to Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, what Lord. a fantastic trip. So that was. Who would have paid for that? It wasn't me, anyway, John. Yeah. <laughs> and can we discuss this trip in any great detail? Oh, yeah, we played against Ecuador. No, not the plane. Peru. The Peru, <laughs> Johnny. Now, come on. No, keep no, it no, no plane. And uh, we played against uh, Trinidad. Boyd York would have been starting out his career then. He would have oh, been man. playing for Trinidad. Wow. But it was a fantastic trip. But uh, no, I wouldn't put myself in, in there. I'd let somebody else maybe make that decision. But a difficult one to. To, to pull out 11 players over he's the years. Also, have you noticed he's dodged a question about getting in players inside players' heads during a game and then kicking them? Was, was, was that, but was don't that? Ricky no harm, in fairness. Ricky <laughs> came and he signed for us and he's, he's had a fantastic season at Patsy, won the league. Were you a dirty player? Oh, he was never caught, Johnny. Let's put it like that. <laughs> Subtle. And, uh, actually, well, look, Johnny, I've all my own teeth as a centre-half. All the scars are on my elbow. And he's, a few, <laughs> he's a few other players' teeth at home as well. <laughs> It was um, a different I era back then. We should, we should yeah. crack through his team. Anyway, come on, give us your... I, I went through, I, 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 I wrecked my head a little bit going through, but uh, I looked at, uh, in goal, Dave Henderson for me. Dave was a fantastic goalkeeper. 
uh, way ahead of his time. His distribution of the ball was fantastic, even from a, from the foot, from the hand. Right full, I'll go around here. I'll probably go with a four, 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 one, one. Uh, on here, yet right full, fantastic yeah. captain. You know, done best work I think maybe at Chels. Colin Hawkins at Pats. I thought Colin down through the years was brilliant for Pats. I they, find that one a strange one now. Well, Colin would have come in after their airtime at Pats, and I, I thought Colin had a fantastic. Twenty years now. Twenty years this year since Malaysia, and and that that sort of Brian's team, which which had S- Hawkins and. Malloy Tra- and, and Thomas Morgan, yeah. That, no, no, Robbie was in the under-18s yeah, yeah. one, yeah. But Bear in mind now, Paul McGrath played yeah. the League of Ireland. Well, I, I have two teams, but I'm going to give you this one quickly. I'll keep it brief. Colin Hawkins for me. Andy Boyle has done fantastic of it recent time. I'll put in uh, either Ian Birmingham, uh, you know, a left full, and uh, John Cody would have been another one. I've yeah. got to put in a left full out of four on the road team. John, fantastic. He could play wide in the left. He could play, you know, as a wing back. You know, they didn't call it that in them days. But yeah, he won a league with Dundalk yeah, in sort yeah. of a later stage. So John went on to play yeah. with Chelsea. So yeah. I, I'd probably go for John Cody at left full. Right. Central midfield, Wiley, brilliant player, Papborn, fantastic. Pull the strings in that four in a row team. Beside him, we would put in Paulo Zam, left, you know, to the left of Pat, Daryl Hogan on the right. And I have to squeeze in Eddie Gormley. I'd have to put yeah. him on the left. I'd put Eddie in on the left, even though he was fairly central. And just in front of Pat and Paulo Zamo, he would have put in Tony Sheridan. Yeah. What Brilliant. Absolutely player. fantastic player. You know. And then in front of him again, heading for one of the all-time leading goal scorers is Jason Bourne. Jason, you know, scored goals, left foot, right foot, long distance, tap-ins, headers. Brilliant player, Jason, for me. How good, how could, how good could Sheridan have been? I know he was... I know he was a good player, but obviously he wasn't. He just lost his way coming yeah. back from Coventry. And I, I think the penny dropped too late with Tony. A good guy, nice fella, a really good guy. People had, a, you know, they, they had this, thought that Tony had this attitude and whatever. But he was, he was a good fella, but a fantastic player, way, way ahead of his time. And he, again, he could have done so much better, but a brilliant player. And I, I would definitely have him in the, in the team. But I've also put in a, 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 a team of 11 of Irish international players who played in the league recently. That's uh, nice work, John. Well, if, if you know if they went on and played, I've put in David Ford, yeah. Seamus Coleman, Andy Boyle, centre-half, Seamus Coleman, right full. We could put in Paul McGrath, played with Pats, or Curtis Fleming. Yeah. Stephen Ward at Bowles, so that would be me back four. Roy Keane obviously played at Cove with Keith Fatty in a 4-3-3. Keith Fatty and Wes Houlihan. You worked with Keith, of course, yep. in his best season. I suppose the past, was it? Fantastic. Hell of a midfielder. What a, he, what a player. Fahey and Keane. Yeah, that would be my three in there. Horgan on the left or the right, or James McLean. You could switch both of them. James McLean on the left, Horgan on the right. And uh, Shane Long up front. So Shane with Cork, Darrell with, with Dundalk, and James McLean with Derry. So, yeah, there's an 11. That's leaving out Darrell Morphy. Kevin, Kevin Doyle, Doyle, Stephen Quinn, fellas like that. Myler, you know, yeah. yeah. So you're leaving now. But that, so if that was the best, they're all international players that went and played in the league and went on to play for the country. And, and a lot in recent times, with maybe the exceptions of Roya and Paul. Well, I We're suppose if you're, doing, if you're doing kind of a best team, I suppose you, in some ways you have to judge them on maybe how they played when they were in Within the league. Within the league. That's like, why so I've done the yeah. two, yeah. Because like, I, mean, I mean, some of those, like you know, Shane Long was barely in the league. You know, some of the examples of ca- cases, you'd never include them in a best ever league team. Well, that's why I said, Anthem, uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin Doyle could be. But that, that, the, the first one, as I put in, I said, a couple in the far, far the, uh, the Rower Overs team. But Eddie Gormley, Tony Sheridan, Some brilliant players, absolutely brilliant players. We're going to put this up on Twitter as well, actually, afterwards. I should have get lashed uh, out with you. No, I, I, think, I think some you very... You didn't put in it. Yeah, well, some very good calls. How has is, how is the game uh, changed? And do you feel, when you're out of management for a while, that it's harder to get back in? Or have you sort of almost said that you're you know, happy to be doing what you're doing at the moment? Or uh, can you actually explain what you do day-to-day now as well as your media work? Well, I do my media work a good bit with RT. I'm obviously doing a bit with air as well and uh, doing a fair bit with RT on the radio, Saturday afternoon show and premiership as well. We uh, we have a cab business, we have a taxi business as well, so when I'm not working, I'll, I'll get What's your cab business? you want to give a little bit, bit of a plug no, there? No, we're not. It's just a family business, you know. Yeah. We just have and... Uh, but... You know, we're also scouting, you know, you'd, you'd be scouting for, for fellas as well. Like Curtis Lemons at QPR, Curtis will be in contact and ask me, you know, keep an eye out for bet. players. Yeah. yeah, How is this guy doing McGuire? All that type of stuff, you know. So uh, you'd be in contact. Do you miss it? Do you miss being I, not, you know, sort of training and in a dugout sort of at the end of a week? I, I, I went out a couple of weeks ago and done some work for uh, 
coaching Ireland, I've done a presentation for for uh, coaches from all walks of life, not just yeah. soccer, you know, so I was working with them and uh, they're going on to be uh, tutors. And it's just when you put your gear on, Dan, and you're on the pitch, I definitely haven't lost it, absolutely. If I, you know, some people say, no, it's gone. No, absolutely not. I, I would definitely go back in somewhere where it, it might be as a manager or maybe as an assistant manager or as the director or whatever with experience. I, I definitely would, would like to go back in, Johnny. You know, it, there's nothing better to be out in the train to pitch. Yeah, because you, know, you, you mentioned earlier about, sorry, sorry to cross you, but you mentioned earlier about the sort of the volatility of the league this year and jobs going. Like to be a manager, sort of uh, as a as a profession. I mean, you've got something else going. Like, how sustainable is it as a lifestyle? Daniel, if I put the hours in that I put in in the League of Ireland or the Airtricity League, the last thirty years, should I be the managing director of Diageo? I mean, yeah. And you know, you you, you know, so for me, it, I'm there. I'm in there. I'm still in in within it. It's it's just it's a bit of a madness, isn't it? I, you know, you, it, but it's just part of what I do. And I'm qualified as a tutor, qualified as pro license coach. So, you know, this is what I do. I'm not a plumber or a carpenter yeah, or you know, IT specialist. And So this is what I do. And it's, I just find when you're there and you're in it and the volatility, you don't think of that down when you're in there. You know, you're in there and you're just doing the work. And well, in fairness, like when you were playing against uh, Hertha Berlin and all that, that must have been I would have, Look, we went, we, we, we went on that run in Europe with, with that team of Keith Fahey and, 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 you know, we just missed out with the match against Hertha Berlin. So these are days that, there's more days that, you're not happy with. So you really enjoy the good times, but they don't just happen. You know, like I went to the Pats in 2004, them four years there, you know, where we went in, they were nearly gone for relegation, kept them up, second year, cup final, beating in the cup final, third year, finished second, got them into Europe. So again, that yeah. money coming into Europe helped to, 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 to build a bit of a team. And then, the, you know, done well in Europe, and then the following year, finished second. So it doesn't just happen, Johnny, you know, there's a lot of work. And you print the same, like the, the, the lads... You know, down at Ward for that long, they're putting in the same hours as Stephen Kenny or as you know. John Is there Crawford. any worry now, lads, that there's going to be an, an expectation in terms of the clubs in Europe that isn't actually viable because of what happened last year with Dundalk, whereas all the clubs might bomb this year? And I, I don't know. I think Johnny mentioned earlier the draw. It's all about the draw in some ways. I think I think we're better equipped. I do think that. It was a couple of years back. I think did every team lose, or there was you know everyone that's only in the two first three years. Ago, and I think the, the, I mean the standard. But that knocks your coefficient down yeah. as well. So I think that's come back up a little bit. So it gives you a little bit of a chance. Chance, yeah. I think I think you know the 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 dream is almost to get to a position where teams are seeded in that first hurdle, so they actually have a chance of a win. And we we did actually get to that back in the, back sort of ten years ago or so. And I mean the European performances around the time that you were at Pats and then Rovers and Drada, and there was a real every year there was a. There was someone did a run in a Derry, Stephen, like a couple the, of times. You know, in fairness, the draw also that that season they, they missed a brilliant opportunity. Was it? Yeah, I was Sitter's over at the game. They missed yeah. an absolute yeah. sitter. Someone yeah. missed an absolute sitter. Adam, 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 Hugh, Adam Hughes, Hughes went yeah. to Australia, and then Shane Robinson had the shot. I'll never forget. I was straight in line. It hit the post and it bobbled across the line, and I still don't know. There was about ten minutes to go in that game. That Kiev made some substitution, and the locals were laughing. Took off their, I think it was Malevsky. I think it was their best player. Took him off, and the locals were all celebrating. They're all through full time whistle there these punters in front of me were like blessing themselves they couldn't believe what had happened he, he put on the big fella tm who was think from senegal or something and he just caused havoc and i don't know how they didn't go through you know we're going to get on to our previews now but before that uh, we're delighted to be joined by jared little who's uh, the latest manager uh, in the league of ireland to join the posse and he's joined sligo rovers very good to have you on the show jared thank you very much great to be here uh, just before we came on air, you don't know a great deal about Sligo, a small town in the west of Ireland, but how are you settling in so far? I'm settling in well. I really, really enjoyed the, the first few days anyway. The, the boys have been absolutely fantastic. Um, and they're, they're abandoning the, you know, what we're trying to, to do. Um, and, and also, I have to say that the assistant, Declan McIntyre, has been unreal in terms of you know keeping me right and showing me about the place. And, and obviously... And they're choosing me to a thousand names every every minute. So no, it's 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 been good to say so far this week. Uh, the boys have trained their, their absolute socks off, and, and the um, the attitude of them has been fantastic. I found it quite notable just looking back on some some of your comments related to your time at Cliftonville that you felt that the fans didn't really buy into you, and you didn't feel that you had them fully on side. And how important is that for you now that you are joining, I suppose, a club that you don't know a great deal about, and the fans wouldn't know maybe a great deal about you either. 
Mm. Well, I do know a good, a good deal about uh, Sligo Rovers. You know, I, I follow the league, so um, you do you know, follow the league. Yeah, I've always followed. I've always, I've always been uh, admirer of the league, and um, so uh, the league's no problem in terms of knowing, you know, what's about and, and teams and players. Um, but in turn, come back to the, the question of the fans. You know, uh, there was a obviously a small section of, of fans at, at Cliftonville that, for some strange reason, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, see eye to eye with. Um, but there, I must say, when I did move on, um, my phone never stopped with, with good luck messages from from Cliftonville fans and. And people around the place. So, um, but as I say, I've no, there's no grudges held with me. You know, I'm a couple of fans myself. You know, if a free Saturday, I'll, I'll be back up home and I'll, I'll go and watch a game, and I've no problem in doing it. And any any games I saw of Cliftonville, you seem to have a good commitment to playing nice football. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, I, I pride myself on is, is, is playing nice football and attractive football. Uh, unfortunately, you know. In, in, in our league, well, it's not unfortunately. You know, in our league, it's slightly different um, than the north. Um, you know, traditionally they play a four-four-two, and you know they like to have two strikers, and you know they like to get a lot of balls in the box and, and just attack after attack. So, you know, if you look at some of the scores, they're like four-twos and four-threes and three-twos and, and, and stuff like that. We're down here. I would say it's a wee bit more tactical uh, in terms of you know uh, setting your teams up and. and and, and play maybe with, with a, a three and a three, um, or down there they, they didn't really like that. So I just say that's that's something that I'm used to, and, and you know down the Southern League, you know, traditionally a lot of teams play with a four-three-three, and and you know I'm very familiar with with that uh, formation and, and and structure, and, and say I'm looking forward to the challenge ahead. It's going to be a massive challenge for us, but um, I'm, you know I'm really relishing it. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you've mentioned uh, that sort of the, the option to move into full-time football was a big attraction for you, Jared. I mean, mm-hmm. how big a commitment is this going to be? I mean, obviously you're uprooting. I know you had a business in, in Belfast. This is obviously going to be a big lifestyle change, I'm guessing, as well, just in terms of being able to devote yourself to, to football 24-7, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, football's my passion, you know, as always has been. It, it's the only thing I know. Um, I've been involved full-time. You know, from 16 years of age, right until now, even back home, you know, Clifford was a part-time um, contract. But, you know, any anybody, anyone that knows me knows that, you know, I was pretty much uh, in a full-time mindset. I also had a football academy back home as well, which I, I, I done during the day. So, you know, nothing really changes in terms of the commitment and hours, you know, to put in. Um, don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's obviously different because you're working with um, different calibre of players. And... You know, my first my first day here I was I left Belfast. I drove up at, at twenty to seven in the morning. Got here at quarter past nine, and I was leaving the quarter past leaving the office at quarter past nine that night. So, you know, I, I am prepared to do that. Uh, I'm a very hardworking um, human being. I think you know anything I, I do, I, I give it one hundred and ten percent. And you know, there's I, I try and obviously I probably do too much. It's one of my weaknesses is, is delegating, where I do things. You know, I like to do things myself. So. But that will just it'll take me a few weeks to, to get my head around, you know, obviously the logistics of things and how to work and, and, and you know, what works best and what doesn't work best. And as I say, I have, I have a good assistant here in back on McIntyre and, and shadow me and keep me right. And what did you make the standard uh, up in the Irish League in the last few years? And is there is there a bit of a culture difference you expect between the Irish League and the SSE or Tristy League, maybe in terms of... I suppose what they've achieved in Europe, for one thing, and their attitude towards Europe. I know it's out of season for a lot of the clubs mm-hmm. up the north, obviously, but are you expecting it to be different? Yeah, absolutely. You know, up, up in the north, obviously, it's, it's part-time, you know, and, and you know a lot of players up there, you know, have daytime jobs, and, and it can be quite tough for them, you know, obviously working during the day and coming and training at night. You know, they do two nights a, a week traditionally. We're up here, you know... It's, it's just two nights a week? Yeah, they they do two nights a week. Um, the odd time that they would do three, depending on games. Um, and then obviously the game on a Saturday. Uh, this is going to be uh, something so, very different for you, so. Well, uh, as I say, uh, I was coaching every day back home. But in terms of taking a team, um, we we did we did do three nights. Um, you know, at the start of the season, and and to be fair, we we recognised it didn't work. Um, you know, because of, of various reasons. Obviously, one being. The players had to work, um, you know, during the day, and and they were they were obviously drained coming Saturday. So we adjusted it, and and say down here it's different in terms of it's it's a full time job. You know, the, these boys are coming in, and 
coming to Sligo Rovers is 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 their is their job. So you know the the standards have to be high, and and it's like an Indiana job. You know if you're not reaching your targets, then you know questions need to be asked, and um, and that's the way it'll be here. So um, as I say, listen, we're 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 looking forward to the challenge. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that it's it's you know we're going to walk in and everything's going to be rosy. We're we're in a position at the minute where we don't want to be, so we need to work really hard to to get us up that table and and, and get us into the into the safe zone. Chair, how you doing? It's Johnny McDonald here, uh, part of Johnny, Soccer Republic. You'll, you'll see him with big, oh, yes, Johnny, big, yeah. big baldy head there. Anyone to tell you <laughs> now and again? But listen, there's nothing wrong with baldy head. You're a good-looking baldy head, man, like yourself. <laughs> just, just a couple of things. You know, you know, coming down to the north. I've, I've worked up the north a fair bit, and uh, with Newry a few years yeah. back, and the, just the, the travelling up there is short. It's not much distance yeah. as the obviously slide out the cork and stuff like that. You'll find a yeah. little bit of difference in that. But just with, with Declan there, with you, Declan McIntyre, a good man, mm-hmm. he, he'll definitely help you along the way. Yeah. I know it's probably an obvious question, obvious question, but Sligo, uh, where they are now, going into the 11th game, a third of the season gone. Expectations from the club mm-hmm. for yourself? Yeah, Johnny, well, the... the the, the plan for me is, you know, and I've said it in the interviews, and um, you know, with the press at the start, is you know, have a short-term goal with the team, and obviously that short-term goal is to, to to try and, and get out of the relegation and so, and so at the focus now is, is is just winning games. You know, I'll have a style of, of football that I like to try and play, but the main thing for us at the minute is is to is to get points on the board and and, and get ourselves up that table. So the main focus is doing that. As I say, we've had a really good uh, three days in Raddy. The boys have, have, have knuckled down. We've had a couple of double sessions and they've bought into everything. And, and you know, you can save a good bunch of boys here. They're a young team. Um, and, and maybe come July, you know, we'll need to dip into the, the transfer market and, and, and look at bringing more. Well, that, was my next, that was my next question. Well, you know, obviously you've Kieran Sadler there who's scored these four mm-hmm. goals for you this season. He's probably a leading yeah. scorer. Yeah. You know, will there be funds there for you to go and maybe... Also, your your attack. Yeah, def, definitely. Uh, I was told that, that there would be. So, um, you know, we've, we've been on on the phone at the minute with, with all contacts um, and been trying to, to get ahead. You know, now. So, as I say, we've, we've identified what we'd like to strengthen and say coming July. Hopefully, we'll we'll see a couple of new faces and and, and also you know Johnny yourself and you bring in one or two faces to freshen things up as well. Gives a little bounce about. Well, the best of luck. Yeah. We're a good club there, Jared. Best of luck with it. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. Best Thanks, of luck. To, yeah, your your first game is against uh, one of Johnny's old clubs, Drogheda, on Drogheda. Fr- on Friday. Yeah. And very best yeah. of luck there. And hopefully, we might talk to you later in the season as well. Jared. No problem. Absolutely. Thanks, no Jared. Thank you very much. Cheers, appreciate it. Thank you, Knight. Take care. And. You know, you talk about man management. If a guy can claim that you're a good-looking baldy lad, I mean, maybe he can convince the players that they were able to climb up the table, John. You said I was a dirty player, Johnny. Yeah, you said that with a real kind of a deviant look about you. Um, I a guess dirty baldy player. You did mention this earlier as well. Sligo, they, they always like to go for just outside the box or someone with a colourful accent, as you put it. Yeah, but they, 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 they tend to go for, you know... English lads and you know, whatever, but they've done well in fairness. Like Paul Cook is fantastic. But they're the one club that they're very much firm on staying full time. Yeah. I think they haven't made that real change to part time. And I think actually, you know, obviously Owen Heary went down there and it didn't, didn't work out for whatever reason. And it, it just seems to be a job that does suit someone coming in from from outside and and living in the area and sort of and being part of the community. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, if, you know, if you're saying they're full time, Dan. They're not in a good position if they're full time down there, you know. No. So they, I think they they obviously had to, to to make the changes, and I think they've done it right to give themselves I, enough time to. Again, though, I'm I'm not I'm not sure their budget is such that they should be expected to be sort of third or fourth either, you know. And they're obviously a provincial club, and it's a, it's definitely something that I keep going back to. I, I don't see a great deal of difference in the standard between about eight or nine teams this year, and it's just what happens, you know, in terms of. Club, clubs picking up points and so forth. The one thing I would say in Sligo's credit, they obviously had their period at the top a couple of years back and they won the league and so on. They did actually do a bit on the facilities around that time. Dan, I have to say. And that's what, yeah. they've left a bit of a legacy and okay, maybe they don't have the budget and, and their, their, their first team has taken a bit of a hit but at least, you know, they can look back and that Structures time where they, where they won the league in the cup and they can walk into the ground and see it's stuff. It's a proper ground, Dan. It's yeah. Pro- yeah, it's and, a proper and that's, ground. And that's the, everyone should, you know, Dundalk in five, ten years should be able to do something similar. You know, look and say, oh yeah, I remember that. That's from the European runner success. And, and, and we should also wish yeah. uh, the best to Ian Barraclough, who's going to be named the Northern Ireland 21 manager, had uh, such a great time for that Sligo. No doubt about the big game of the weekend, Cork City and Bray Wanderers. And 
I feel it's almost a bit like the Dublin footballers and Kenny Hurlers now. Everyone else in the league will want Bray to get a result here just so that we've something to keep us entertained. And are they capable, John? I mean, they keep confounding everyone who say, obviously, they shouldn't be where they are, but they're there on merit. There's a couple of fair... A couple of things here, as I said about Bray conceding goals. Cork have only conceded four goals this season. Yeah. Bray are a team that can go and score goals. They've beaten Dundalk away. They beat Shamrock Rovers last week, a week or so. I wouldn't be surprised if Bray can get a result down there. Absolutely wouldn't be surprised. It, it, it's going to be interesting how Connolly works out. If they play Connolly on the left, maybe on Kyohan, or play him through the middle... And target Bennett maybe they down because well, Bennett, Bennett's out. Bennett's, no, out. Yeah. Bennett's got an injury. I, I, I presume I'm presuming he's so out. So that would mean actually Dun, Dunleavy. Yeah. And I think that's a test. I think Pat's to be fair, they did okay, but Pat's are a bit blunt in terms of you know an attacking force, and they weren't really able to exploit say Bennett. Now, Dunleavy's a very good player, but you still you're still losing you know your senior figure from your defence, and there's going to be a bit of an adjustment period there, whether it's Delaney and Dunleavy and how they match up and so on, because I think Bennett was, was good for Delaney in terms of organisation. Yeah. yeah, That's going to be a challenge. Conley, you know? the, the way Conley plays from the left-hand side, he cuts inside, he comes across the pitch and a lot of his goals come from central areas or from the far side of the pitch where they play through to him. I've seen Kilhan playing against Duffy down at Cork. Now, he played Beatty last Be- week. He played Beatty last week, that's Be- the thing. Yeah, yeah. played Beatty at Royful last week. Duffy, you know, Cork won the match down there, but Duffy gave Kilhan a roasting down there. Conley, on his day, known Liverpool for pace. It's just the service he gets. And actually, you know, you were talking about Curtis Fleming sort of saying to you, you know, keep an eye on players. Yeah. Is he one of those players, or is there somebody in particular that you're kind of keeping your eye on that could... He, he would definitely be one of the highlighted players. Are you surprised he's not gone? He came home because of family reasons, you know, and mm. stuff like that. So he's a good chance but of getting away again, eventually. But I spoke to people, I spoke to, you know, people sort of off the record sort of other players and stuff last winter and they weren't sure about him just technically in terms of like he's obviously got amazing pace but could he be effective in a side say that dominate possession and, and sort of control the ball as much and, and that's the question I think I don't know but he, you mentioned his finishing seems to have improved yeah. and his those tactics. he had a fantastic finish season. last weekend oh, when yeah, he's gone through and he's put it into the top corner he's cool in front of goal he's he's maturing he's you know he's, he's definitely his game I, his I'm defensive game is Come on yeah. as well. It depends on what way your team wants to play. I mean, if, if you're a counter-attacking team, he's, he's a guy. He's the guy. Let's go. To, let's get a call off you for this one. Um, yeah, I think Bray will. I think Bray will. I think against Dundalk, they let Dundalk have the ball, and then they were pretty effective. And I think they'll try and do more of the same. Uh, I, I still. I can understand all the arguments for Bray taking points off Cork this week, but I, if you're going to sort of put a gun to my head and say go for a prediction, I still find myself thinking that Cork will win. I just think there's a, even just a, didn't play that great last week, but there was something about that last 10 minutes when they scored twice and they win 3-0 playing, I say badly, but you know, not playing maybe to their peak. I just think a full Turner's cross. And it will be probably full. Uh, yeah, I think it will be. I'd I, I fancy them to, I fancy them to do it again. couple of things again. Bulger's come back into the team. I thought McCormick's been fantastic in the last I'm few I'm actually weeks. not sure that's going to help them necessarily. because well, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, could up, it could upset it. You've got the centre-half problems at the back as well. Will he, will he put McCormick back to Roy Full? Will McCormick play at Roy Full yeah. and, and will he bring Bulger in? So that's the nice call John has to, to make. Yeah, lovely. And uh, how are you calling it? Oh, I think Brian Mike... They could get a draw. Yeah, I'll go for a draw. That's fair enough. Go United versus Dundalk, Dan. Dundalk clearly need to win all these games. Yeah, I, I think they'll... I'd still, I mean, I, you've seen more Galway than, than us, I'm sure. And, I mean, Galway aren't losing that many games. They're just Last not one in seven. Yeah, they're, they're not conceding winning. late ones as well, aren't they? Well, they've scored a couple of late ones, ones though, yeah, as well. Yeah. I, I just think... I just thought there were signs in that, from what I saw, that Dundalk package, that they might just be clicking attacking-wise. And if they do, they should have too much. Prediction, Johnny? Galway, I think. Dundalk all the way. Yeah, I think Dundalk will probably win, but I think we'll we'll go United. You know, we'll give them a game. Uh, Shamrock Rovers versus Limerick. Bit of a bounce for you know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to call. Limerick were brilliant against Galway last week for for the first half and second half for whatever reason after dominating the game decided that they start sitting back and defend deeply and eventually pay the price. But really, really good for much of the game. And I thought Tosi up front held them back because he was quite cumbersome in possession. But their midfield was absolutely brilliant, John, and I could definitely see them getting something against Rovers. Rovers need to get something, as you said. You know they've lost six games already. This they don't want to make that it's seven. It's, it's a huge game for Rovers. I said that early on in, in the show. How do you call it? I could go for a draw there. Draw. 
Jan? Do you know, I'll go for overs to get to win. I think there might just be enough around this game. It's interesting with Limerick. I definitely think the man, like Boland is trying to do things differently to Russell in terms of just how they set up and being not as expansive maybe and trying to be solid. But uh, yeah, I think there's enough pressure on Rovers. I think they'll have got a bit of a kicking over the last week. It's getting to crunch time and, you know, I, I think this is a must win for Rovers and I think they might just do it. Jerry Pat. I was talking to people. I think that's a very tough one to call because Derry just, you know, okay, two draws, maybe steady in the ship yeah. somewhat. Uh, just, I thought Pats were quite good last week, but they never necessarily looked like creating that many chances. They're sort of a bit. Fagan still out. Fagan looks to be still out, and and um, Alex O'Hanlon is not. Yeah, I mean Marky, Marky and Verdon, and he went he went for the younger trio in midfield, and, and Craig was left out, and Kelly was left out. Um, I'd go for a draw in that game, but I, not with any great confidence. On uh, McNamee coming back for Derry would be big influence for. Is McNamee out at the moment? Is he? No, no. He, he, no McNamee's back, back now. McNamee yeah. is there as yeah. well. Yeah. So are you going to go home? With I think him? I think Derry could just sneak this. That that'll be problematic for Pats because they just don't have points on the board. Obviously, Bowes and Hearts again. Uh, Perhaps very disappointing loss last week to Drogheda. Um, oh yeah, I see we got a tweet there telling us we should talk about Finn Harps, but uh, I haven't really necessarily seen a huge amount of them to be able to speak about mm. them, sort of any great authority, you know. But they're uh, Paddy McCourt actually. He looked fantastic, and obviously the world we're, we're going on like three minutes of highlights. Some of his movement and that pass down the channel the at the end. Yeah. Oh. McCourt's still reeling from missing out on Johnny's best eleven. You know, he's already going to be now he, when he yeah. hears about this. Johnny McDonald. Or I tell yeah, you why I didn't yeah. put Paddy McCourt in because when we played him in the cup final. He, he took a corner with the young lad holding the corner flag and the referee shouldn't have allowed it and he scored and he beat us in the cup for you. Ever. Had he that's football for you though. There's always, yeah. oh, he that's the League of Ireland for you. There's always, they never, no one ever forgets. Right, no one ever forgets. doesn't have a job at the moment. Um, and we, we'll, we'll, we'll make a prediction here. Bo, I, I, I think Bowes might nick this. Bowes are sinking for me. Uh, really? They, I, front. Yeah, I, I, I think they need them players back though, which yeah. hopefully they will. Sinking. They're sinking, yeah. Their form is very, very poor, actually. That's the last why I'm saying sinking, Johnny. Do you, do you think they'll go down? <laughs> Budget-wise, the they should go down. They should go. They've won the worst budgets yeah. in the league, definitely. You know, but the, they've nothing up front. They're down yeah. a few players. Um, yeah, I see Finn Harps are going okay. and They're creating a lot of chances. I watching, again, the highlights last week. Paddy McCork can pull a few, but they missed a lot of chances last week. They're creating more than they did last year Absolutely. by the looks of it. You know? I, I think Finn Harps could... Give us a call on that away one. Away win for Harps. Away win for Harps. Uh, I think I'll go for a draw on that one as well. You're going to go for a draw. Uh, obviously, draw it and Sligo, we've alluded to. And in the first division, Watford are playing against... You should probably MCD. go for a prediction and draw to Sligo, though, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, big win for draw. I must say it was good to see draw to win last week. I think they, they, they've got the show back on the road a small bit. And, uh, they're yeah, making wins Stephen Elliott it seems, it seems like Stephen Elliott played very well last yep. week a sort of former guest of ours here and uh, it's good to see him involved 12 you know? points from 10 not bad same points as Rovers yeah absolutely um, uh, what are you What are you going to call this one lads draw it at home Sligo like could be a bit of a bounce new yeah. manager coming in um, I'm going for draw yeah it's not signed to, it's not signed to, I, I nearly would go for a Sligo win I think sometimes you do get that bounce and I like they've, they've decent players, you know. They, Sligo. They, yeah, they do have some really good players, you know. If they all click, okay, Robertson brought in a couple of lads from from England and haven't necessarily clicked yet, but I go for maybe Sligo will get that bit of a bounce and win. Sligo have only on one too. point, he said, on, one point away from home all season. That was against Galway United, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Sligo. We're going to mention the first division uh, and just some a little bit of an update on the standings as well because Watford's 18 points from nine so they're not exactly running away. They're not away killing it like, we yeah. like, like I thought they would to be honest. I yeah, thought they're not doing a Limerick. No. Um, you see in Cove only a point each behind and Cabin Teeley doing very well as well uh, level on points with Shells and this week's games Watford against UCD Shelburne against Cove Wexford against Cabin Teeley and the Midlands Derby Longford against Athlone. El Clasico. El, El Clasico, yeah and a big game for Longford who are nine points behind but um, will consider themselves in the race, yes. And uh, I guess, yeah, that's about it, Johnny. Um, I guess you, you're enjoying a lot of your media work. Where do you see the league at the moment? Is it, is it in a good place, a bad place? Uh, Depends where you are on the table. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in from the outside, sense? yeah, looking oh. from the outside. I, I think there's, there's interest with the three teams going down. There's, there's, there's definitely a bit of panic it's gonna going around. It's going to be a, a really exciting season. Right but, to the end, yeah. Daniel. I think it'll go right to the last game. I think it could go to goal difference. And as you said, after the top three or four, it could be any of them teams. Give us your three now. If you're going to say now, what three go down? 
Johnny Galway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bowes, judging by what I, I, I think Bowes are, are, are sliding, absolutely yeah. sliding now. Jordan are picking up points, Finn Harps are picking up points. Uh, it's going to be hard to call it. I, I really, I definitely, I definitely go. Bullet to the head, Galway, Bowes, and. Finn Harps might. They, last season they went through a period where they didn't win a game all the way into June yeah. after Christmas. Mm. I, I, I let's come back to that. Here's yeah. one more for you, right? You're. Not not your best eleven, but your best five side team based on taxi drivers in Dublin, right? <laughs> to be you, Scully, Fagan, Christy Fagan, uh, Fagan. Christy Fagan, Connor, uh, Salmon, 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 yeah, yeah, he he does, yeah. Tony Cousins, yeah. Uh, Alan, Alan Dermot O'Neill drives a taxi. You have the keeper then, yeah, sorted, yeah. yeah. Have the keeper sorted. Would Would you be in the team? I'd be the manager, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give a very, uh, very. Uh, I think you got an insight into what Ricky O'Flaherty saw there <laughs> over the years. <laughs> He just sort of cut you a look there. Johnny, you've sort of sunk back into your chair, I, I, I looking a bit withdrawn. I am, I am. I think this game might happen five aside between like the media and the taxi drivers. Yeah. And yeah. we'd all have a lift home. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that'd be good, yeah. Sorted out with lads up at home farm will rent out the pitch to us. So, basically, yeah, that's it. I think this is the last round of games, am I right? This is the, well, everyone has played everyone once. Yeah, except Galway Knight have a game in hand against Derry. Derry. There might be that's another what? game in hand too. Um... So, so yeah, it'll be like Cork will have gone through the clean sweep and the longer this goes on, the more people will be saying, can they go through the whole season without losing a game or even drawing a game, which obviously is not going to happen. But uh, you never know. If, if They won't break 100 points. If Cork win and Dundalk don't, we'll have nothing to talk about, Dan, for the duration well, of... The relegation battle. Every week, yeah. we'll just pick our three teams every week and we'll just change it accordingly. Yeah. Uh, it was very good to have you on again. And Johnny, thanks a million for coming in. Um, I actually think I've a lift the races. I'm not going to get your cab. Why? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'll get your number for future reference. And you'll have. I don't give out my number to strange men. <laughs> you'll find Johnny. us. <laughs> you'll find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher Red, as well, Johnny. And Stitcher. I don't even know what that is, yeah. but I know we're on it. And uh, we're obviously at LOI Weekly. And send in a few of those teams as well. Um, I suppose partly your best 11, but also your best taxi drivers, five side. <laughs> and we'll see you next week.